Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. This Real Truth Real Quick we're about to do is one I needed probably for decades after I trusted Christ. Well, we should have put that in the title. That would have been like really good <laughs> clickbait. Well, here's the question though. Let's okay. get to it. Can someone do the work of the Lord and not be saved? Yeah, the reason I needed it is because there was a passage that I would always read in Scripture and it would trouble me. And it was in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. It's in the Sermon on the Mount, which is one of the places you're going to read a lot in Scripture. And I think everybody wants to know, am I really saved? And sometimes, you know, when you love God, well, not, not sometimes, when you love God, you're going to do the work that God wants you to do, and you're going to see God use you faithfully and uh, have it produce effects in other people's lives. You're going to prophesy, which is to say bring forth the truth of God and you're going to share it with people, and God's going to do the miracle of lives being transformed through you. And, and so as a person who loved God and was, by his kindness, a part of those things, I'm still like, uh-oh. He says some people are going to do this, and there's going to be a day, he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Hmm. Okay, so let's serve our friends, right? We always want you to get in God's word. That's why we do these. Yeah. Let's read Matthew 7, 21 through 23. So why don't you read that for us? Yeah, here's what it says. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will yeah. enter the kingdom of heaven, wow. but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Okay, so this can be easily solved. Let me just give you the quickest answer I can give you, all right? The key to this is found there in verse 21, where he says, the one who does the will of my Father is the one who's going to enter. Yeah. Now, lucky for us, there's a time that there are some people that heard Jesus say this when he wasn't in the middle of a message that they could interrupt him. And they said, well, what must we do then? What work must we do that we do the work of God? Yeah. In other words, what's the will of the Father? And Jesus responds. And he doesn't say, prophesy in my name. He doesn't say, do miracles in my name. He doesn't say, bring forth truth that will drive out demonic deception and darkness. He says, um, believe in the one whom he has sent. Mm. Now, when you believe in the one that he has sent, we did a real truth real quick called, can I believe in Jesus and not be saved? And the answer is absolutely. If your belief is just an intellectual belief and not a, a heartfelt belief, if you don't trust in him, then you can say all kinds of things about Jesus and not be saved. But the work of God is to really believe that Jesus says. I'll give you a, um, uh, the when I figured this out, when, when God finally showed me um, what the truth of this is, is when I was teaching through the Gospel of John. Okay, I was prophesying, teaching, sharing the gospel through teaching John. And I got not to John 6 where that little phrase went. It didn't, the light didn't come on there all the way for me. It came when we were in John 13 and we're in the upper room. And Jesus says, hey, not all of you are going to hang with me to the end. Okay, some of you are going to betray me or one of you is going to betray me. And that makes the 12 yeah. who had been given by Jesus, the authority to cast out demons, okay, and to do miracles, all 12 of them. And it says that when they went out, they all came back, all 12 of them, and gave a report about how they cast out demons and did miracles in Jesus' name. Um, it wasn't like 11 of them minus Junus, who we know was a son of perdition from the beginning and uh, was, was never a person who believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Judas was a zealot who wanted to see the Messiah be somebody who would deliver the Israelites from the um, 
physical oppression, political oppression of Rome. And he wasn't going to hear anything about how he was going to deliver them from sin first and, and primarily. What's so interesting is the disciples were so convinced that Judas was just like them that when they go, well, which one's going to betray you? And Peter says, John, ask him, right? And he's, Jesus then says, well, the one that I take the morsel, I dip it in the wine and I give it to him, that's the one. And then it says in the next verse, Jesus took the morsel, dipped it in the wine and gave it to Judas and said, what you must do, go do in John 13. And so the next question is, okay, that's all fine and good, but why did Jesus just tell him to go do something? They had no clue. Even though that he just said, hey, I'm going to be betrayed and one of you's going to do it, which one, the guy I do this to. These are not the sharpest people <laughs> that you think a world-changing movement is about to come from, right. right? If you're Jesus, your heart must have sank a little bit right there, like, that's a problem. But when you look at it from another perspective, which is Judas had already been, guess what? Prophesying in Jesus' name, casting out demons, and doing many miracles. They thought, he's got to be one of us. Yeah, on the outside, he looked just like them. Yeah, it, yeah. the outside and the fruit of his ministry looked a lot like yeah, theirs, yeah. okay? Here's the thing, and this is the statement I used, and it's the answer to Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Um, God's gonna use you, whether you are a Judas or a John. It makes no difference to him. Mm. It's gonna make an eternal difference to you. Mm. And so at the end of the day, what I would say to you is Judas, okay, uh, didn't do the will of the Father, which is believe in Jesus. Uh, as the Messiah that came to give his life for him. And because of that, he never stopped practicing lawlessness. What is lawlessness? Um, it is just doing what he wanted to do and perceiving world, the world he wanted to perceive it and making God his God and not becoming a follower of God and the revealed plan that God has given. So I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of pastors, there's a lot of um, people doing things for God. That are, built, that, are, that are building platforms for themselves, that are preaching the gospel and maybe uh, feathering their own bed, increasing their own power, and exploiting people that I think we're going to find out, even though folks were converted in their ministry, these guys are charlatans. These guys uh, are like Judas. They're interested in the money that ministry provides for them, the stage it gives them and uh, the wealth and the prosperity it gives them, and they're not interested in Jesus, and they are practicing lawlessness. And I think they are deceived, and I think that people who trust in them are deceived, but that doesn't mean they won't trust in Jesus. And that the miracle of transformation might happen through these Judases that are false teachers, word of faith movement people, mm -hmm. health, wealth, and prosperity teachers, a lot of them today, I think fall into this category. Yeah that you're gonna say, well, God's doing amazing things through them. I think some of the miracles that they do are sham miracles, but let's even move that. There's no greater miracle than moving somebody to the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And I think some of these guys, they share a lot of truth. And I say all the time, the church is never in more danger when, than when false teachers tell the truth, because it builds confidence, okay? Judas said some things that were true, preached the kingdom of God was here in the person of Jesus. People, I think, believed I think people uh, had relief from physical oppression during the time of the apostles, but Judas himself never believed in Jesus. So here's what you should do. Make sure you do the work of God, which is to believe in Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You acknowledge your sin, and you don't look to build your kingdom or your prosperity, and you don't practice wickedness. You don't say you love God and then do things that God doesn't love. You don't continue in immorality uh, and in uh, self indulgence. 
right? It doesn't mean you won't have moments where some of those things may move into your heart, but you deal with them. And Judas never dealt in his heart that way. Judas is the perfect illustration of this kind of person. And I think a lot of well-known pastors today are. So make sure you believe. And I would maybe go watch The Real Truth real quick right now if you're insecure. Um, How can I know that I'm saved? All right? But uh, this Real Truth real quick was one I needed until I was teaching through the Gospel of John and he just said, hey, Todd, just because I'm using you to to, uh, have people respond to the gospel you're preaching doesn't mean you're saved. It means you can preach the gospel, you can quote scripture, just make sure you respond to that same gospel that you're preaching. And by the grace of God, I think I had, and I think I have, and so I'm sleeping pretty well, and I'm not practicing lawlessness, and I'm so grateful that God died for a lawless man like me. Amen, such a helpful answer, Todd. Thank you so much. We'll click on the show notes to uh, see those other episodes that Todd talked about and some other helpful resources as well. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week. 